Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms. And also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Avery. Avery is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry, and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. I have the pleasure to welcome you, Martin Anderson, to Urbanistica podcast. Hey, and welcome. Thank you so much, and thank you for, for having me here. My pleasure. How are you doing? You're right. I'm doing pretty pretty fine. Um, there's a lot of things happening at the moment uh, in terms of circle economy in landscape architecture, which is uh, very, very exciting. So, uh, so, so I'm doing pretty well. That's amazing. Are you back to the office, or where are you sitting now? We are back in uh, in office. Um, we are currently currently sitting most of the time in uh, in Bloxop, um, in blocks in Copenhagen, uh, in this uh, community where lots of lots of different companies with different agendas are sitting. Um, but what uh, tie, ties all of us together is that we work for a more sustainable future. That's amazing. So Martin, tell us about yourself. How would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us about your passion. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm born and raised in the in the city of Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, I have a background in, in landscape architecture. I've been, I've been studying at the University of Copenhagen. I have been abroad in the states um, and have always somehow worked within sustainability uh, in, in in most of my doings um, and and uh, both 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 professionally mostly but also privately um yeah and and i think think that's <laughs> that tells a lot about me <laughs> yeah what, what, what made, made you study landscape architecture well i uh i like the um, i like the idea of actually making um actually actually having a profession where you uh, you could make something and make something um, for others and make something for for society and of course you can do that in, in in different ways throughout different types of professions but i really also like that that what we designed uh, can come to life and you can <clears throat> you can see and feel it and you can also see sorry <clears throat> and you can also see how people react to it and how people um, become become happy about uh, about the interventions and the changes in the landscape the, that that we're doing as landscape architects yeah that's true so what is what is your passion my passion <laughs> so my passion is to make to make landscape architecture more sustainable um I, throughout school i was I was uh, I was struggling with this um, with this agenda because as I understood it, or as I interpreted it, we we um, we as landscape architects thought we were sustainable enough because our profession is working with nature, planting trees, things, making bike lanes, and and whatnot. And I was like, hmm, that, but but isn't there more to this? Uh, can't can't we really? Uh, isn't there any possibilities to uh, to push this agenda even more? And then at the end of my studies, uh, I discovered. Uh, 
I discovered the, the term circular economy and all of a sudden things kind of fell into pieces because working with sustainability it becomes this broad idea of making things just a little bit better but you don't have any tools right you you need to you need to invent your tools yourself and and you can describe and you can make uh, you can make goals and you can you can do all these kind of things but but you don't really you're not really presented with a with a set of tools and and for me uh, for me, circular economy was that uh, that toolbox that I needed, and it made so much sense. It made so much sense in terms of working with landscape architecture, and working with recycled materials, and with other, uh, with with a longer time frame, and and with maintenance in another way, and and all these kind of things. Because circular economy or cradle to cradle, at, uh, as as some of it was called in the beginning, started with tree, and we are working with trees, right? <laughs> But like, but like, was it a course within your uh, education program? No, it it was uh, it was it was it was actually mainly mainly a focus that arised a few years back from uh, from the building industry and from the building architecture, with especially Linne we have here in Copenhagen, uh, who, um, who 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 had some uh, some pilot projects and 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 later also some some quite nice and quite large. Uh, um, housing projects that that showed uh, that for me was the inspiration um, and, I, and I looked at that and said okay if they can do it in, in such a complex design uh, as it is to, to design a building with recycled materials well then uh, then not saying that landscape architecture is not as least complex but 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 still <laughs> uh, it was pretty clear to me that that of course we could do the same things in in landscape architecture i mean everything is basically resources and if they can be be used and prolonged uh, more than once well <laughs> that that should be pretty easy yeah exactly so take us from academia to to the, to the business take us to your career uh, what did you work with and what are you working with now um well, everything started actually uh, quite fun for me. Um, most most uh, most entrepreneurs started their their desk. I started at a recycle station in in Copenhagen. So the first thing I did uh, straight out of uh, straight out of uh, straight out of uh, university was to um, to be uh, to be um, was to be allowed to be a part of a project uh, by the municipality of Copenhagen that allowed a bunch of groups and organizations and whatnot with different agendas to um, to 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 come to a recycle station and and work there from there uh, and also take materials out of uh, out out of, of the different containers so what we uh, what we what we did out there uh, for those uh, three years we were we were affiliated with with that project was to test uh, and try a lot of things and see learn about materials learn about the fractions uh, learn about which state of uh, um, how this how how demolished these different things was what could come out what would what in what quantities and all these kind of things was uh, was was a very very large inspiration um for for me and for for us as uh, as a as, as as an organization working with landscape architects out there um and it really showed us the potential but also showed the um the problems with scale um from one little recycle station with with a smaller area a small amount of area and, and and people coming and placing things, um, we could maybe do a little temporary installation and stuff like that. And but but when we worked with these materials, we could see that they worked. Uh, that that they, that there was no difference. That some of our projects even got better 
because we didn't use new materials and 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 things were a little had a little uh, pattern and stuff like that so so that was uh that that was kind of the place where i very very fast found my proof of concept <laughs> yeah um, well, but tell me the, yeah. the 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 recycling station was it like a construction waste or no like everything it was everything it was everything it was basically every everything that you don't that you couldn't that you can't throw out in in your own home so we don't had we didn't have any food waste for example but we had we had like concrete waste we had wood waste we had old tires we had uh yeah yeah basically everything um besides of trash <laughs> yeah so after after three three years you you had your proof of concept and you'll be like okay now i can do landscape architecture i would say maybe more after one one year <laughs> uh, but but we continued out there um and then we uh and 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 the good thing was that this 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 place also functioned a little bit as a accelerator or what you would call it within the municipality of copenhagen and then and through that we got some very nice contacts in uh, in the municipality and then started very quickly i think actually to 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 do smaller smaller projects for the municipality of Copenhagen, where we both did some citizen involvement, but also worked and built uh, installations in landscape architecture with, uh, with, with recycled materials. Um, yeah, and then, then, then it was plain hard work, starting up a company, finding a name, finding, a, finding business partners, finding customers, changing things around, losing a business partner. Um, um, and 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 finally get you know the the project that had the scale uh, which we which we did last year where we uh, um, where we completed a, a full scale uh, seven thousand square meter uh, landscape projects uh, with uh, with with these ideas in mind from the very beginning yeah. wow congratulations thank you <laughs> It's a great journey. So, so what are you working now, like as a position and task? In the company, well, in the company, I'm the founder, um, and I'm I'm the the project leader of of the projects we have, um, and well, yeah, project leader and project manager, um, and also doing a lot of work on, on new sales, of course, <laughs> and 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 we maybe important. We also try to communicate what we're doing, because we not see this as a uh we see this this movement from a linear to a circular economy within landscape architecture so as not something we can do ourselves so it's very important for us to uh, to collaborate and to communicate our ideas our methods our our progress progress so other people can uh, can help uh, do this transition um i don't really believe that uh, I, I do really believe that if most of us as landscape architects starts to demand more recycling materials. Start to tell our clients that that this is uh, this is this this is um, this is necessary. The easier it gets for me, basically, to uh, to do to do to do what I what I would like to do, um, and 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 I and I think it's important that, and I'm I'm not sure if I agree that we should compete on sustainability. I think we should compete on more traditional skills. And then sustainability can be something that we should collaborate on 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 different different scales. Yeah. And and Martin, tell me what is like a circular landscape architecture? Because for me, like what I know, mm. it, I know how like when it comes to architecture, the mm. material and so on. But but how do we do that? Or what is it when it comes to landscape architecture? Um 
that is that is that is a good question and I, and there's several answers to that question of course i think one thing that is very important to uh, to to understand is to stop seeing a piece of landscape architecture as a piece that you as an architect or an artist design and then place and then leave if if we start seeing it, it as more as a living organism basically as it is because the trees we plant are small and then they get bigger and all that if we start to see the project that we are designing that we are preparing and then and, and making as something that 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 is that that has a lifespan of 30 years 50 years maybe even more um then 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 we have a very good starting point because a circular piece of landscape architecture is is also it's not something that uh, that that you can just uh, build and then leave you need you need to you need to maintain it you need to 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 develop it throughout the years you need to go back and see what was what what uh, what was successful and what wasn't so that idea of that we can place something of course we can do that but but what if we need to change it what if something happens and needs to 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 um to be to be made different um well then we need to be able to come back and and work with it and then what happens when it when it's not a piece of landscape architecture anymore when it has to be something else for some reasons well then the materials should be in a state or a condition that can be reused again so so i think it's the first thing is uh, to to um, to um, acknowledge is that it is a living thing that we are designing and and we need to think about it think we need to build in that flexibility in the, in these kind of projects um the next thing is is i mean the next thing is is more practical um in terms of of this, uh, circular economy theory we have two two um, two circles we have the technical and we have the biological which aligns very very, very nicely with uh, with the main components in 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 landscape architecture and for us the technical would be all the inventory it would be all the pavement uh it would be all basically the hard materials um and what we usually do is we before we even start drawing we start we uh, we survey what kind of hard materials can we get is there anything on site is there anything um that the municipality or or, or the, the client can su can supply for us um when we have so when we have surveyed that then we look into um, to, to the to 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 the closer proximity proximity of the site and see what can we get very close by and then what can we get a little further away and and when we have looked uh, on all that we uh, we kind of have a, a a material bank that we uh, that we then designed uh, from we also look into what kinds of qualities is there in this place and of course if it's a completely uh, new development side with nothing well then 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 it's more difficult but if it is a transformation of a piece of landscape okay what then we look very much into what can we reuse and what what changes should we do instead of changing everything around what can we then build on top of uh, on top of this and then there's so 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 you you check the resources first then you design not yeah. the opposite like you design yeah. and then you ask for resources the diff, the, the, you can definitely do it the other way around but you then need to be aware that it's not not necessarily possible that you can get those materials i mean there is in denmark right now um a lot not a lot but but more and more that uh, that works works with distribution of recycled materials and that means that if you work 
very much in within the standards and and the materials that are used a lot then you you have a uh, then it's more likely that you can actually get it but it's better um and for me from my point of view if if you you have a good understanding of uh, or if you have always if you if you somehow can secure the, the materials very very early in a, in a project so you know what you can what you can work with yeah yeah. But this may be limit the creativity and the design, or what do you think? I actually, I actually see it the other way around. I think it's uh, it, it it makes uh, it, um, it 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 means that I need to be more creative because I don't have uh, all the choices. So uh, so if I if 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 yeah, if I have all the choices, then I would just do as I usually do, or as uh, all all of my. Um, uh, my colleagues have done in in a couple of years, so so uh, so I actually see it as a booster for creativity that I don't have all the choices. And if I want to make something nice, for example, out of very large pavements, if I want to make that dynamic, then I need to, then I need to uh, to do to to find some other design tools in in my toolbox um, rather than just saying okay. Uh, that uh, that dynamics can I only get with smaller, smaller, uh, smaller, smaller concrete tiles, and therefore I will throw out these free large concrete. Yeah, tiles. yeah. Now maybe a landscape architect ask, why do we need to do this way? Can't we just continue? Because now we are you're adding one more step, one more phase to the design process. We need to check resources, and we need to do extra job. This might cost the project more, and we mm. need more budget. Like, why wh why do we need to do this? Um, maybe we should have started there because there is a burning platform and that the climate crisis and the resource crisis is, of course, that burning platform. Um, we know in Denmark, for example, that gravel is uh, that, that we don't have that much gravel uh, left. So in a few years, we need we need to import gravel from uh, from other places in, in Sealand. We, we are running out of gravel and of course we can find gravel and, and all these kind of things. But it, but it, but but on the other hand, it also tells us that we we have a we have an issue here we don't have an infinitive amount of resources as you may believe and may think there is only one one planet and and there is planetary boundaries on, on that so 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 one simple reason is that we uh, to to do all this is that we um, we don't have a choice we basically don't have a choice uh, materials because is is becoming more expensive in the future and 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 you you can't be sure that you can get uh, get all the materials that uh, that you uh, you were used to and the other reason which is also quite important here is that right now it is uh, it is uh, cost neutral to pollute you don't you don't you don't um, you you don't pay for pollution, and that means that there is some unfair advantages for some uh, some some material producers uh, compared to other material producers, um, and and we can't. I mean, we are in a in a capitalist capitalistic economy. We we it, it's going to be very very difficult to challenge that. So there is there, there is, in my opinion, and also in other uh, others' opinion, there is a market. Uh, fault here, where we get uh, we get unfair advantages to people who uh, who, who who decide to, uh, to 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 create things that that pollutes pollutes a lot, and I don't think that is something that, uh, and I'm pretty sure that that's something that won't continue. In a few years, it will cost something to pollute. 
hopefully we agree to some 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 general standards uh, and we also see it on on different uh, in, on different other branches but 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 in the future it's definitely going to be an um, an extra uh what's it called uh, we need to put more money in in pollution uh, basically and therefore those kind of materials that are easy and, and cheap to uh, to use today maybe not be as cheap and easy to use in the future exactly so do you consider yourself because now you're talking about the climate and so on do you consider yourself a climate activist <laughs> yeah you, you saw this question when i wrote it run through and i think it's difficult because of i mean who 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 is not a climate act activist in these days i mean i mean in, i mean you you kind of need to you kind of need to be an, a climate activist i mean i can't see why you shouldn't um of course, if, if you don't believe in, in climate change, but who who uh, who doesn't believe in climate change? Exactly, you can see it. I mean, I, I experienced myself. I mean, the first time I experienced was was uh, at my dormitory where we had two meters of water in our basement, and and that was kind of a quite of a hassle. So 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 in my opinion, everybody should be a climate activist. But I mean, if, if you ask me personally, no, I'm not. I'm not uh, participating in, in in large rallies and stuff like that. I see my my climate activism as, uh, I, or I um, express my climate activism through my job uh, and through through my doings. Yeah. Yeah. So you do it within the, your profession. Yeah. Uh, and then, then I've of course limited my amounts of uh, uh, travels by plane, and I uh, eat, uh, don't don't uh, don't eat eat meat, and uh, at least I don't eat meat that often. Uh, and and I do all, all these other things that you, as a citizen, uh, in my opinion, should do. But but my 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 main main focus is trying to to change uh, the way we are doing doing landscape architecture and move that in a more climate friendly uh, friendly direction. But Martin, do you is like the circle of landscape architecture something in you that we're talking about it now, recent years, or no? This is something like have been in many years. So again, that that is that is super super interesting because in 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 many ways, circular circular architecture, both landscape and buildings, has uh, occurred in uh, back in history. You can see it in ways that buildings has been been built. I mean. Uh, in bricks for bricks for as is for example a good example you can check you can put them up it's smaller small amounts you can easily repair them it 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 has long long longity and you can also break them down and reuse them if you have put put them up in the right uh, right way the same way you can do with uh, natural stones and granite uh, in pavements in landscape architecture and if you look at a historical street here in Copenhagen for example it is circular because it has a very very long uh, lifespan, it can it, it's very very robust materials. It's smaller entities that can be then easily can be uh, taken apart. Um, you don't need any glue, uh, for example, and 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 so on. So we have actually in our tradition uh, experience with working with 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 circular circular landscape activity. The big, big issue right now is that when we do it, we always do it with new materials. But if we start doing what we are good at with reused materials, then, then it would actually be very easy um, to, uh, to, uh, to, 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 to change this around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t tell me more about like the principles of circularity in, in, in some of your landscape architecture projects. I, I would love to know more. Of course. Like, of course. Share with us. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
Well, I can, I can, I mean, the best example is that uh, 7,000 square meter natural park we, we did for, uh, for, for Byrhavn, a large uh, developer here in Copenhagen. Uh, and we did it out in Ørsted. Um, and in this project, we had, uh, we had three construction sites and maybe sometime in the future, there will be, be placed buildings on top of this. Uh, but right now they're just left behind, so to say. And there's no plans of, of building on these. So we basically had just free flat construction site as you could uh, you could recall it. But what we saw when we came out there was a huge amounts of resources because we what we did and what we had our uh, our contractors to do was to dig up the soil and and then sculpting the a landscape with the soil that we had already. So, so one one principle we uh, we we started uh, we 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 had from the very beginning was to uh, avoid driving new uh, new materials, new gravel into into the side into the site. So, so we 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 very carefully sculptured the landscape with the soil that we had out there. So, the larger fragments became. Uh, became dikes, and the the, the, the smaller fragments became uh, uh, was placed where where we wanted wanted the vegetation. Um, then then we also had a request on uh, on having um, on having urban farming out there, and therefore we we had a soil that that was uh, that was good for that coming in. But besides that, we uh, we didn't uh, we didn't uh, we didn't add any soil to uh, to that site and therefore limited uh, the amount of also the amount of costs for resources, but but also the uh, the CO2 emissions of driving things around and, and all that. So that was the starting point. Then then we had kind of a base landscape. On top of that, we uh, we, we added some uh, some inventory um, and all the inventory, uh, the pavement and the um, and the benches uh was something that we we, we found out of our clients uh, own, own storages so uh, so we simply was going around in different storages and looking at materials and be like okay we could like we would need this much of this one and we would need that one of that one and and all that and some something was for example very large pavers that uh, that we put down in a in a in a nice uh, in a nice fashion uh, we think at least um and 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 other things was uh, these huge uh, granite stones that once had been a part of uh, a part of the, the Copenhagen harbor but adding a very simple uh, bench structure on top of that we uh, we we very very cheaply but but very very nicely created these benches that we uh, that that we then could place around there. Then then when we had all the inventory locked down, um, we made some uh, we made some paths uh, around, and then we start with then we start the planting. But instead of again using a lot of money to to drive trees from Holland and, and Germany, which is normally what you would do, we uh, we decided, of course, with the acceptance of our clients, to uh, to uh, to go as small as as possible. So we uh, we simply uh, we simply made all the vegetation out there from uh, from seeds and from um, uh, and from from small branches that we uh, we basically just placed in uh, directly into the gravel. And that was little, a little bit of a hassle <laughs> because we had some uh, some some difficulties with wind and birds uh, eating our seeds. So we needed we needed to uh, to reseed a couple of times. Um, but but uh, but but now we've 
but now we we can see uh yeah we we now we now we already already have can see the, the result of that hard work uh and that uh, that these seeds actually is uh, or uh, that these uh, these different plants and, and herbs are now coming up uh, and greening uh, greening this place it took some time um it was an experiment but but that in the end it uh, it will work yeah, that's amazing. Also, I'm wondering if we can put a link in the description for this project. You have it on the homepage, send it later to me. Yeah. Because you painted a very beautiful picture now. And I and I think this is like really great, how to say, the, the, it's, it's also the process, not only the result of, of mm. the project. Yeah. So like, tell me what, 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 what are the challenges you faced during the process? Um... I mean, we were lucky to have a client that really wanted this uh, and really wanted to to set 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 the standard high on the on the on, on on the recycling in this project. So we so 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 we were lucky that everybody in this organization liked uh, uh, like to help us uh, receive these uh, receive these goals. So that was that was that was nice. But you can't. I mean, you can't rely on that. I mean. You can't rely on having a client that has a huge amount of natural stones and pavements and whatnot that, that don't, they don't need. So, uh, so, so, so that is that is a challenge. Where do you get the materials? Where do you get recycled materials? And then we uh, we also faced some challenges with um, with with legis uh, with uh, with legislation um, that uh, that we actually we actually had a recycled product that we would like to test for. Um, for, for our gravel path, um, uh, a, a product that we had developed simultaneously um, that uh, consists of, um, of, of, uh, of crushed, uh, crushed bricks, um, which you know, it's in, in our small scale test worked pretty fine, looked very nice. Um, but, but, but interestingly enough, when we wanted to put this in, we need to apply for permission from the municipality and the municipality needed us to assure that we, with this product, with this resale product, that it was clean and not non-toxic. Um, and we could, of course, do that. Um, but then, 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 but but then the time time frame uh, was not. I mean, we could have done that if we had a little, little longer time. Uh, but but time uh, time time became our worst enemy here, and 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 because of time, we uh, we didn't uh, we we couldn't um, we couldn't get that that permission. But the interesting thing is was that with that material that had been through a, a dealer that uh, that of that that have been uh, first a demolisher that have been cleaning it up, and then a dealer. That have been 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 saying this is this is okay and doing a process to it, even though we needed to to tell in uh, before on beforehand that this was clean, and uh, and with a new material that basically is the same thing. It's of course it's, it was two different materials, but basically basically it's something that comes out of uh, out of out of uh, out of, uh, out of storage uh, facility and stuff like that. Um, with with the new material, we only had to tell that it was clean afterhand, and 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 that 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 I'm not challenging that. It's just very important to know um, because if I knew this. If, if, if I knew this or if I was to do this project today, then the first thing when I started to designing in this recycled material was to, to, uh, to, to, to try to get that permission. 
um, yeah. And I, and I do, uh, I do completely understand that we can't have this material lying around just because we need to test and try to do something better. Uh, of course, I understand that, but it's uh, it's something that that nobody could have told me um, un until I I, 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 I had I, I had to face that challenge. So uh, that was definitely one for for the experience bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would love to know like the the. How to say the process of designing and finding resources? How how do you do that? Like, if you explain to us, like, do you, do you start do you start to sketch or no? You check first what was their sketch, then back checking resources. How do you do that? Um, yeah, as, as I said, we uh, we uh, or the first thing we do is is establishing this material bank, um, uh, and and I mean and and. And and we find different products. We find different materials that we we know and that we uh, that that we think can work in this product that we know we can get our hands on. Um, and then with those materials, we uh, we uh, we of course, if if we don't have the meshes, we find the meshes and and all this. And then we start. Then we start basically sketching. But 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 with with these fixed meshes. Um, so 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 what we did was 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 sketching up and, and and trying to to work around then of course we had a design brief uh, saying that we should do this on this side and we wanted to have a bike track uh, or pump track uh, on this side and we wanted to have urban gardens and that uh, and 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 then of course we, we we built this 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 in very carefully in that process actually we also did some citizen involvement where we talked with the people uh, what they wanted, what they needed. Uh, we did some designs, uh, showed it to them, got some redesigns, and and that how uh, validated our designs uh, with the people using it uh, later on, which is also in some way a resource uh, saving action because if you do it right the first time, then you don't need to change it, right? Uh, yeah, and then 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 we, when we had the first sketches, we uh, we very very. We, or when we were doing the first sketches, we also uh, start searching for uh, for the contractor. So we very early in this this phase could uh, could have a dialogue with the contractor. So when we did the um, the tender, we didn't know what we were to uh, we we didn't know what we we didn't have we hadn't actually done any drawings. We didn't know what we wanted to do because we wanted to be uh, we wanted to be aligned with the, with the contractor from the very beginning. And of course, we are the landscape actors. Of course, we had the last call on the design and all these kind of things. But we had lots of good talks with the with the contractor on where how to do these different things. And they also and they also had uh, ideas and they brought ideas uh, to the table as well and 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 some of them some of them of course we we we, we use because they, it was good ideas uh, and and but lots of the time we also thought about how can we how can we how can we accomplish this goal uh, and what kind of design will accomplish this goal and how, what kind of design make it easy for you to uh, to um, to to build instead of so so uh, so we could uh, spread the resources at, as much as possible and therefore get as much done as possible yeah and then um, then 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 we did some simple drawings and then we had a lot of meetings <laughs> so, so so i spent a lot of time on construction side talking with uh, with the different um, with the different landscapers uh, and basically having them redesign uh, redesign or rebuild uh, some of the some of the some of the smaller hills and and some of the valleys because 
that was not what was intended. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is so typical, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, then you saved fun. a lot. Yeah, you saved a lot of money in this project by using, um, by reusing material. Or? Well, that that's... I mean, what, 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 what uh, <laughs> if you compare it that you, you, if you used like a new material, mm. let's talk about the cost. Yeah, but the problem the problem is that that a new material you know what it is, you know where you get it, you uh, you know where you know where, where where it's at, and you know and and it's also put into a to a logistics uh, system that it's easy to get out. It's uh, often it's uh, placed very nicely on pallets. It's easy to take out and bring and use and all these kind of things. And you're not there is a system for it, but there's a system for it. You don't necessarily have the same system for recycling materials. Sometimes they just come out. Um, I can send you a bunch of pictures where I just stand in huge piles of, of, of very, very, very high quality materials, but we don't know how large they are. We don't know how much they weight. We don't know anything about them except what we can see with it, with our, with our eyes. Um, and, 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 and all this handling of these recycled materials is, is not cost free. Um, and of course you can be lucky that you, that, that the, that the demolisher is is driving past your construction site and can can drop off some things, but you can't you 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 can't be be sure about that. So so to me, um, saying that 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 it becomes cheaper using recycled materials, I'm I'm not seeing it. Um, and maybe maybe in the future it can be. Maybe maybe especially if, if we get some taxonomy on new materials that that changes the prices. Maybe yeah maybe then it can become, become cheaper but 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 right now it's um so it's it's, it's because of the because of uh, the lack of the infrastructure or the 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 system that that that's one of uh, of, of, of 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 course several several reasons yeah then, then there's another reason that i think it's important here that is that we can we can't we if if we right now rely on uh on cheap recycled materials because we can get them for free because nobody else wants them. What happens in two years? What happens in five years when more people want this? Well, then then the prices rises and then then we again we don't have an an argument that it's cheaper to uh, to use recycled materials. I think we need to find the answers in other uh, other types of uh, of value definitions. Uh, for example. Uh, ESGs um, in terms of uh, in terms of, of stock trading um, in 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 these different uh, more or less volunteeringly uh, sustainability uh, certificates you can get and, and all these kind of things. I think, I think we need to find the value there, uh, and then of course we shouldn't we shouldn't in my opinion we should also be able to as circular landscape architects to do this at the same cost as using regular materials of course and that's both in money and in co2 we can i mean we we really need to be sure that what we're doing with recycled materials is not polluting more than, than than doing business as usual well but if we can do that and if we can broaden the the value proposition of these actions uh, then 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 we might be able to um to to rebuild uh, or to 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 um, to find a good value and maybe also think that this is cheaper, but but, but money to uh, yeah, dime for dime uh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, if if we talk about the quality of of the material, are the new one better than the recycled one? 
not necessarily not necessarily i mean i mean um one thing that that i experience is that and and that maybe just being this 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 interesting time before resale materials is fully commercialized but what one thing i experience right now is that i can get i can get better quality a better uh, a higher quality on the different entities so instead of needing to use concrete tiles then i can get natural uh, or, or get then i can get granite um so so item for item i think actually we can do better uh, using recycled materials but but material for material then of course there is some materials that age very well and there's some materials that can't be reused at all um they the nice thing about working in landscape architecture with this is that we have a tradition of working with very, very uh, robust materials. And we have a tradition of working with things that can, uh, that can, uh, that can last longer in the project that uh, they're in. So we have, especially in landscape architecture, we have some, uh, some very nice possibilities uh, in, in the material bank. Uh, of or in the bank of material that is already already in use um but of course every material needs to be assessed every material needs to be be checked when when we when we when we're using it and there is places where it doesn't make sense there is also materials where we have found a new or better technique um so uh, so, so so it's better to to use the new materials uh, than the old ones but i mean it's not in in, it's not in that many cases in the, in landscape architecture. I mean, it could be lightning, for example. Of course, LED is better than the old lights. But then, then there's a possibility to uh, to uh, to rebuild these uh, these old lamp lamp posts to LED, and then maybe there is a good case there. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 now you talked about like landscape architecture. I know many landscape architecture architects listening to the podcast, and maybe they didn't have the chance. Uh, as you like in your journey to read the course and work with it, but if they want to start implementing circular landscape architecture, hmm. can can you give us some advice, like wh where to start? <laughs> Call me. <laughs> <laughs> More than welcome. Um, I think it's important to. I mean, it's the uh, one thing that's of course important is to talk with it, to talk talk with your client. I mean, talk with the client make sure that understand the client's uh, needs uh, or wants in in this area and then also try to assess if the client uh, has any materials especially if where you if you're working with municipalities they they often have to start some random place where there is some random things or they they know that another project next uh, in in another part of the city is is, is going to uh, to start and therefore there can be some uh, some some there, thereby there can be some materials so so that whole assessment of and 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 uh, mapping of possibilities is is super super important but but of course having the client on board having your collaborators collaborators on board on this is is key because at the end of the day it is even even though you can sit and think it it's still people that need to uh, to conduct all this work so uh, so so that would be be the very beginning uh, and the next thing is to uh, to maybe and maybe even before you have the project and you know your the, the clock is running uh, start to uh, start to 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 um, to explore uh, the different uh, 
companies that are that are uh, distributing recycled materials um, and then of course uh, have a look at at the projects uh, that has been done um, we um, in, in my in my um, uh, besides being being uh, being a being uh, the founder of Orca, I also work with the uh, Association of Danish Landscape Architects. And we have for the last couple of years, uh, we have collected Danish uh, examples of projects with, uh, with, with a larger degree of, of circular economy. Uh, and we know they are there. There are 10 very, very nice examples, at least in Denmark, that, uh, that you, where you can find inspiration. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so there are projects out there to 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 be become inspired of uh, and to see where what uh, other people have have done. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for the advice. I think there there are more when they listen to the episode. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I would love to ask, what is the next uh, step for you? Like, when the next step for me is is. I think it's quite simple. Uh, I think we need more projects, uh, examples. I mean, I can, I could, I could probably have a very nice professional career just sitting and and do theory, um, but it's not that. In, for me, it's not that interesting. I, I think it's more interesting when you actually, uh, when you actually see your ideas become alive and be be used out there. So for me, it's for me the next step is definitely to find more um more 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 people to collaborate with um uh, to do even more projects and to to push this this agenda even even further in the in the first let me see what do you want to say in, in the first uh, in these five years i have very much have, have had very much focus on the materials and where to find them how to use them uh, also have had that focus on how to implement them in projects throughout uh, several projects um and 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 besides uh, pushing those methods even more, then then I'm also looking into uh, to the whole uh, to the whole life cycle of a project, and also looking into um, to to the whole maintenance, um, in order to be able to learn and understand how can we design from the very beginning in a manner that we also that we're not just uh, limiting uh, or reducing the, the amount of resources used in in the construction phase but how can we also design landscape architecture that that uh, that reduces the um, resources used in the in 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 the uh, in use phase uh, so, so that that's going to be a focus for uh, for me in, in in the near future yeah yeah it's going to be interesting to follow the journey because like now you open a new door for me and for the listeners about the the circular landscape architecture i wish you all the good luck and i will follow you on linkedin and and <laughs> see the latest news so now we are we are moving to the next section and this episode is about smart city mm-hmm. and i love to ask you how do you define a smart city like from your perspective mm. uh, i mean i i i um I like, I really like, and I really, uh, I have a soft spot for these new interventions and, and technologies that, that are, are in place. Um, and I really think that, uh, that, that is, that there is a happening, a lot of fun things. And I also, so also very inspired of what happens in other branches and other, other businesses, um, and how we can, how we can gain from that in, in landscape architecture. Um, but what's, important for me in terms of smart city is is that it's not just smart for 
uh, to be smart. I mean, it has to have a concre concrete function in, in the everyday life of the, the inhabitants of the city. It has to come out of the computer somehow and, and, and be a part of, of the city. Uh, it need, and there need to be some physical manifests of these different different apps, um, so 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 to 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 have a have a concrete value. So I find it very interesting in what you can doing, and and we we as a as a as a company is also looking into to to uh, to uh, to to using different uh, new ways of assessing uh, materials in our cities. We are a part of a. ECA uh, funded project that looks into uh, to how satellite photo footage can be used used to assess uh, the amount of, of resources in a city um, and that is super super interesting because it's somehow in the journey from 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 uh, from satellite can become something tangible uh, because we with better knowledge of um, better knowledge of of uh, resources in a city, then we maybe be be able to be better to plan how we can use these these resources and how we can can make more uh, circular landscapes with recycled materials. Um, but it but it but it needs to be that kind of journey. And in in my opinion, then then it becomes most interesting. How 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 is the journey from the uh, from the device or from the app to the to the tangible manifestation? Yeah. Mm. And how do we make landscape architecture smarter? <laughs> it's 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 interesting i mean i mean there's definitely definitely a lot of uh, there's definitely a lot of possibilities within both both within construction i mean um i see great examples of of the uses of drones and 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 and, and, and different uh, different uh, imagery to uh, to to make it easier to and make it uh, faster to to sculpt and create Create the landscapes that that we need, uh, and I think and I think that um, I think that I can bring more quality, and also possibly uh, less your resources spent <laughs> because you don't need if you can be more precise in the very beginning, you don't need to change everything later on. So, so there's definitely some opportunities in in uh, in construction. There's definitely also some opportunities in in maintenance if we can survey, if we can monitor our 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 landscapes, our projects, and, and and all that, then then we also might have a better chance to know when to water correctly, when to prune correctly, and, and all these and, and all these things. So I also found that very interesting. Um, and then I think there is a lot of possibilities uh, within, uh, of course, assessment of, uh, of of resources and getting a better knowledge of which kind of building blocks uh, our cities are built out of. Um, I think if, if, and, and, and I think for me, that's some of the most interesting, uh, most interesting uh, interventions that are, and that I know that, uh, that are to be, uh, to be, be developed uh, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And how about like, uh, because uh, when I hear the story about your project, Imagine there's like a platform that gather all the information about and data about the, the recycled materials, so it's easy mm. for you to find them and so on. Is there something like this now in in, in Denmark? There is a platform. Uh, uh, there is uh, several in initiatives that uh, that 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 I that I think 
uh, in a couple of years will become that platform. I don't know. I can't tell you which one <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I believe in the most because I really don't know. But there is a lot of initiatives uh, to, um, to, to try to find better ways of, uh, of, 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 of distributing those, uh, those, uh, those resources. But, and, and that's great. I mean, and that's, that is actually quite simple. It's uh, web-based platforms, marketplaces as we know them. Um, but, but, and, and of course it become very, uh, very uh, important. Um, but they could get a little bit smarter. If, if we could get more data on, uh, on the, uh, the climate impact of these different materials, and if we could have uh, sustainability systems that could in our design process help us um, telling us while we are designing how much impact do we have so we could do changes in the very very early uh, in a very early uh, in a very early phase well if we could do do that um, then 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 we also could be more sure secured in our way of designing that we are actually doing something that that we are actually doing something better I mean the whole idea of validating design i think i think it's 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 something that that is in our design tradition that we design different 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 versions of it then we validate it on uh then on uh, on aesthetics and and, and we validate it on functions and all that and 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 i think we need to also to be able to uh, in real time validate it on on climate impact and and that that if 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 cat could do that for example or revit or whatever well that would be a very very strong tool for us yeah, I think it's coming because like now I work at AFRI and yeah. in the south in Malmo City, the section of landscape architecture, they are developing a kind of tool hmm. that's calculating like the CO2 of like square meters of different materials. Hmm. So like you can easily have to say, as you mentioned, uh, control and see like the consequences mm. and then you decide and change material. Yeah. So I, I I think and I hope it's coming like soon so we can add it to the different software. So it's it's easy to talk about this, yeah. these uh, numbers as well, not only about mm. the cost. No, 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 no. I mean. But also, I mean, but also even even within the cost, I mean, it's yeah, it 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 becomes it become it would it would be becoming very interesting to to do. You know, I mean, usually we have time to do more than just one proposal, and if we could very very and very early stage have an idea of the the impact on on these two ones, then we could, as you say, um, use that in in uh, in the decision making of whether to go A or B. Um, as, along with with the other criterias criterias that we are validating our projects on yeah, yeah. well interesting talk about uh, smart city and um, yeah i got inspired there are some interesting points you mentioned that i will take with me and also now we are moving to the last section of the episode it's going to be more about like personal uh, reflections i mm. hope you're ready yeah <laughs> So, uh, Martin, what makes you sad in your city? Like from from uh, urban planning, landscape architecture, architecture point mm. of view. Well, I mean, I live in Copenhagen. We're pretty pretty proud of our urban planning here. We're pretty proud proud of how we we are doing things. Of course, um, of course, it's diff, diff, different when you. I mean, there's a lot of eyes on our, our on our city and lots of people talking about the great livability and all that and. And, and and for some of the things, it's maybe a little harder to see when you're living in it. But 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 in general, I mean, it's it's it, there is happening a lot of good things here. What I don't like is 
is is is is in the urban planning area where we have been seeing throughout maybe the last 30 years an idea of tying large uh, urban development projects together with other infrastructural infrastructural investments and of course understand the logic behind it that if you can sell land then you can use that revenue to to build a subway for example i understand that but the problem is that in all these different development sites, we have seen that where where uh, where this uh, this revenue of, uh, of of selling urban urban sites, you can also see examples of where uh, where those where these two things have inflicted one another. Um, so I'm a little sad that we haven't found a model where we can where we can build necessary uh, necessary uh, and crucial infrastructure for our cities without tying it down to how the city has to develop because it pushes uh, pushes the development of the city in 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 a non-healthy way in my opinion hmm, i understand and what makes you proud and happy well, i mean i mean again coming coming from copenhagen and looking at uh, at, at the landscape architecture we have here, we have a very strong tradition, and we have have had some very 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 uh, renowned and and also also internationally renowned landscape architects coming and do uh, doing work. Um, I think I think that it's of course it's also a, always a pleasure coming new places in the city, uh, seeing things, and be like, oh, this is this is something, this is something special. Uh, that that is um, that 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 of course is is a, is a huge enjoyment for me. But I mean, it's also, I mean, it's also, it, it's not something that's, uh, that you can take for granted, uh, so to say. I mean, it's, it's also, it also makes me proud that we are a country that helps uh, moving the boundaries of, uh, of landscape architecture. And we are, have a city, not just the city of Copenhagen, but also the city of Copenhagen who, who, uh, who wants to move uh, the boundaries of how we are doing landscape architecture. Uh, I think that's, that's interesting. I mean, are you, when I, when I when I went, yeah, maybe a few times a year, I'm I'm doing lectures for for high schoolers and and, and others non-architects, and and to, to tell about landscape architecture in general. What I always like to do is taking uh, the top ten spots from visit Copenhagen. Yeah, <laughs> I think last time I checked, seven out of ten is landscape architecture, uh, <laughs> in some way or urban uh, or yeah, in or what you call them. Uh, uh, it's plazas or, or other other public other spaces. Public spaces, exactly. Um, and I, and I think that tells a lot about uh, about about the city of Copenhagen. Um, even even when you fly into Copenhagen, you are in uh, when, where you pick up your luggage, you are greeted by uh, by Copenhagen benches. So uh, so 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 I think that's uh, that's very nice that we have this uh, yeah that we have this focus in in the city and and also that people really really uh, are using yeah. these uh, these places. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. What I love with the Copenhagen, or actually. To be honest, like it was Jan Gale who made me study to urban planning and focus on the social aspects. So greetings to Copenhagen and the people there. Yeah. <laughs> Martin, what should landscape architects stop doing in our cities? I love this one. I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like and are yet to understand cast in concrete or cast in place concrete. So 
all these um, skateboard-like landscapes where the concrete is casted in a certain form is to me um, is to me a little bit weird uh, in some way and 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 of course it's fun and of course it can do something good in 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 some places but to me it seems like a technology and a way of creating more dynamic landscapes and 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 whatnot that uh, that is quite new um and 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 i'm not sure if we really need it and the reason i'm mad about it is because it's 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 it becomes a one use only product um so so when we when we are casting in place uh when we, uh, using this cast in place concrete it can only become what it is we can't break it down we can't reuse it in any ways but if we follow our tradition and using smaller pavement tiles and whatnot then then we can then we can then we can change it and reuse it uh, and, and all these kind of things so I'm not saying that we should stop from one day to another using cast in place concrete uh, because I know it, it it has some benefits, especially in uh, in climate change projects. But I'm just saying that maybe we should look into why we are doing this and maybe maybe look into is there any better ways of of, of doing this or is is there more nature based ways of of, of creating these uh, uh, these 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 uh, these type of landscapes? Yeah. yeah. Interesting answers. Let's see what you will answer on, on this question. <laughs> if you're allowed to create one rule or add one thing to our cities from urban planning, landscape architecture point of view, what will you add? I mean, we need, we, we, I mean, it's, it's going to be a little boring, um, but we, <laughs> we need a higher cost of polluting. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've actually been writing notes for all these questions. I thought it was fun. And then I came to that one. I'd be like, okay, I want something a little bit more or a controversial or a little bit edgy answer. But, but at the end of the day, after I've been thinking a lot about it, I was like, well, we, 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 we just need it. I mean, we need, we need pollution to cost money. We, we can't live in a, I mean, we can't live in, in 2022 with, the known, with this knowledge about uh, temperature rise and all that with this knowledge that it is man-made it is from pollution and then and then still it's free to pollute i mean it's yeah it's horrible i understand and, and it would I understand. I, do, do you think it's coming to happen i think so yeah i think so i mean i think yeah. I, I don't know if it happens uh, i mean i don't know if it's going to be a directly tax or it's going to be more indirectly um but 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 i think it's going to uh, to happen uh especially uh, especially in, in in resource uh heavy industries uh but because of that simple reason that that there, that we we don't have all the resources in the world and and something will be uh, and there, there will be something that uh, there will be uh, there will be shortcomings of of certain resources, which may make uh, the price rise. So, uh, so, so I'm pretty sure it will come. Or not. I'm certain that it will come indirectly. But the question is if it also comes more directly in terms of taxes from the EU or from the from the nations and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean. Look, I've been 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 following on this on the sideline uh, the, the different cops. Um, you can see a movement. Maybe it's not fast enough, but you can actually see a movement, and you can see more agreement on doing different things. Um, 
we were so close to uh, to get uh, to get uh, fossils uh, to get an and global understanding that we need to uh, to end uh, the use and exploration of fossil fuels this time maybe next time we actually have that so 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 also being quite a optimist about these things yeah i think things these things will come yeah yeah, yeah. martin what is your favorite public space where is it <sighs> You should have one. You work with uh, spaces <laughs> and landscape architecture. Yeah, yeah. I think one of my favorite public spaces might be uh, might actually be the lakes in uh, in the city of Copenhagen. Um, it's it's quite to me. It's quite unique and quite uh, quite special to have the possibilities of of both have access to. Um, to, to water in in a in a quite dense city, but also to have that possibility of having that uh, having a horizon line within within the middle of the city and be able to have those long looks um, uh, from from one part of the city to another. Um, and then then there is a bustling life there that uh, that that I can't really can't really compare to uh, to any to anything else. So uh, so yeah, the answer to to that question would be uh, be the lakes in the in in the, in basically in the middle of Copenhagen. Nice, nice. Mm. And do you, do you have time for hobbies? I see you're busy with the on the construction side, talking with different uh, <laughs> dealers to get resources. What do you yeah. do? Uh, yeah, and and we basically only talked about uh, one of my uh, one of my, my my jobs, and I have I have two more, <laughs> being uh, one being uh, the chairman of uh, or the president of the Danish uh, of the Association of Danish Landscape Architects, wow. um, which uh, which uh, which which could be <laughs> could be considered as a hobby, uh, <laughs> but, um, but 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 for sure I have hobbies. Um, most of them, most of them are related to uh, to to uh, to uh, to culture. Um, I uh, I uh, I really really have a have a long a lifelong uh, a lifelong um, passion for, for for rock music and for for concerts. Um, now being a little older, jazz music is also becoming a thing, and I spend a lot of my 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 free weeks on different music festivals in Copenhagen when there's not COVID, of course. Or not in Copenhagen, Denmark, in, in total. And then I travel, um, as many others. Um, but of course, I try to find better ways of uh, of, of, of traveling. So, uh, so last uh, last year, me and my my girlfriend bought a a car that uh, that we can sleep in. So, um, so we are we are taking that out uh, and about. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't afford a electrical version, but the next one. We will have it's be. coming yeah, yeah for sure. so, so where 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 is your favorite city or which city is your favorite one so far can i choose copenhagen <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> well if, if it can't be copenhagen which is uh which which i yeah i've, I've, I've always lived here and, and and all my my friends and family are here and, and and for the other various reasons well i i i really always enjoyed and have come back to new york a couple of times and i think that complexity and i think that uh that diversity and i think that uh, atmosphere that that there is in New York is uh, it's it's quite appealing, and I also actually think that uh, I, I can find neighborhoods in Copen in in New York that uh, that that are quite similar to uh, to Copenhagen, where there is a where where there is a a nice human scale, but but then added add on that uh, massive uh, massive possibilities within culture and 
music, the theater, and all that. Uh, then, then I really, really, and and also the um, the kind of closeness to nature with the water, with the, with the harbor all the way around, and central part of Milan. Yeah, I think I think New York is uh, it might be uh, might might be your favorite, my favorite city. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So now we we have I have like th- three tour or three more last questions. Mm-hmm. The last or or the last three questions to say. Yeah. So, the first one is: if you are not Martin, the the, the person, the human, mm. and you can be anything else you want. Yeah. What will you be and why? Uh-huh. <laughs> you can choose anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. I mean, usually, <laughs> usually. Uh, that be what it be i mean <laughs> usually i would ask something like a dog or something like that if i was to be something else in my next life you know being being a big <laughs> dog in a nice family that could get a lot of <laughs> like that just lying around <laughs> sleep all day and all that but 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 uh, but on the other <laughs> I, I really also i really also could see the idea of becoming some kind of a bird and really see things from above and also have that uh, that that possibilities of, of of longer travels and and stuff like that so maybe the answer is somewhere between those those two <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be like a flying landscape architect beard yeah <laughs> flying up and watching the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and have a nice awesome. family that can pet my stomach <laughs> i don't know this is becoming a little weird but yeah <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, what are your three takeaway messages to all our listeners? Um, well, of course, climate change is here, uh, and we everybody needs to uh, to participate in finding the solutions um, that that can uh, that can ensure that there is a planet for our uh, for for the next generations. Um, Landscape architects, uh, that, that could be the first. Uh, the second could be landscape architecture really, really holds uh, the, the, um, uh, the possibilities to, to lead the way. Um, we have some possibilities, unique possibilities within, uh, within, within, within this that, uh, that, that, can, that can lead and inspire the way for not just, just our business, but, but for, uh, for, 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 for many, many things, both within the building industry, but also beyond. But also beyond. I think we really have the possibilities to, uh, as uh, even even as a smaller business uh, group, we really have the possibilities to uh, to um, to extend the boundaries of, of what we what we can and how we can uh, how we can uh, enforce uh, climate friendly initiatives. Um, yeah, and the last one. Hmm. I think I mean it I might be a little little corny, but, but I think I think think sharing here is important. I mean I think it's very, very important to um to to if if we are to face these challenges that we do it together uh, and that we look into to building up uh, strong relationships uh and 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 us sharing our progress and sharing our uh, ideas and, and solutions i think uh, i think that's uh, yeah reaching out uh, to each other uh and helping each other around i mean i mean it's it, it dealing with this is of course can of course be a business strategy but at the end of the day 
what we are doing uh, with finding solutions against climate change is is what are to uh, to help each is to help each other. So, um, so 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 that that might be the last uh, yeah the last takeaway message. Share. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, Martin. And now it's your turn to ask the last question in this episode. Uh, please feel for me. Please feel free to ask me, the listeners, a question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I should have thought a little bit more on that one. Um, well, it. Well, well, one thing that puzzles me is that, of course, as humans, we um, we like to. Of course, as humans, we are very innovative and we like to, 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 to extend the boundaries and stuff like that. But at the same time, we also we also, some, we also like to be safe and secure in our in our actions. And, and one question I think could be interesting here, because of course we can talk about circular landscape architecture and we can talk about all these, these different specific things, but what we really need right now is to find new inventions and new and develop new ideas. So, so one question I could have found would think was interesting to ask your listeners is uh, how are how are people out there how are people how are people trying to come up with new ideas and how are they uh, how can how can you frame this mm. yeah. How, yeah, basically, how how are the listeners uh, how are the listeners innovative in their in their daily work uh, and and when and, and and why maybe yeah interesting question yeah well thank you thank you so much I'm happy to talk to you and I will be more than happy to follow uh, your journey your project so again thank you for being here thank you so much and it was a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You learned something new and also got inspired by the guest. Don't forget to share the episode on your social media and recommend it to people you think they are really interested in this topic. Thank you so much again for giving your valuable time to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif. Keep up the good work. Keep loving cities.